When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Cosmic Salon, and I am in-house here with a much-anticipated guest since I first encountered his work through Aeon Bites, through Miguel Connor, and have been really thinking about this information. Now, anyone that listens to the Cosmic Salon knows this is part of the wheelhouse here, and we talk about these subjects. But I do believe David Block has brought something unique to the table, something beneficial to the table. And I, and I'm going to admit this on air here, have felt a little bit nervous to have him in conversation because I'm a little bit in awe of the totality of the message, the way in which he is able to synthesize this ancient message and bring it into, I think, a more clear uh, picture. The vision is more illuminated through what David is presenting, and his channel is Hermes Trismegistus on YouTube. I will have his information in the show notes, but suffice it to say, this is incredible, beautiful, deep, esoteric wisdom. The time is now. I think more people than ever are able to understand and pull up to these ideas, these concepts, this wisdom. Certainly this audience is. And so with no further ado, I will bring on Mr. David Block. David, it's a grand pleasure to have you in the Cosmic Salon. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me on. And uh, I hope I can uh, answer your questions. <laughs> <laughs> well, y- your work is incredible, and I've been so inspired. In fact, I've actually 
taken it in small chunks. And this is not new. This information's not new to me. It's there's something in the way you're synthesizing it that I have a deep respect for the communications, the transmissions coming through you. Just to get started, let's get a little background on you. How did you find your way into this work? this information and what you're doing now what what's the nexus of all this yeah it's a very good question i I felt that everything had led to this moment and i'm sure many people feel like feel like it but for me it started all on a university funny enough and uh, uh, i studied film science and in one of the courses we were supposed to uh, choose a movie. We worked in pair. In pair. Uh, choose a movie who had uh, presented media in the film media, like meta film, or you could have a film showing another film uh, or photos or something. And my friend went like JFK. We choose JFK. They choose the Sapruri movie in in that. And I didn't know about this movie, so we. I watched it for the first time with him and of course I was hooked and I wanted to know everything about GFK. So I started out with conspiracy theorist and after one year I was a little bit tired of GFK. I went on to 9-11 and I thought this is ridiculous of course but I have to expose this silliness. And after a while I understood that no, it is something very strange going on here. I went from 9-11 to Franklin cover up and it was a very dark time for me. And I realized because according to me, kids, uh, criminals, <laughs> people who have nothing to lose, they don't lie. They are honest. Uh, I realized these kids are telling the truth. And then I watched Klaus Donner and Klaus Donner was talking about history and how they have uh, distorted our history. Then I didn't have my mental shield up and it felt, I feel, it felt like yeah, I fell just in oblivion. Everything went dark and I didn't have my mental shield up and it just penetrated me and the voice that came into my mind was, we have been fooled. Not I have been fooled, we have been fooled. Me and my family, humanity have been fooled. Yes. Deliberately. Then I told myself, I want to know by who, why, and how we are going to uh, go forward or come over this lie. And I understood that I have to search for some higher meaning, otherwise I will be end up in a very dark place because I can't take this information from an atheistic, materialistic standpoint I had then. When I was born, when I was very young, I understood that something was very wrong, but the, the adults pushed me into this social uh, machine uh, and I was a uh, very unhappy about it but i didn't have any power and i couldn't defend myself but i rebelled very early but now something uh, awakened in me and then i start to buy books read everything start all 
from all I knew from I started to study religion, uh, give it a chance. And from religion, I ended up in the esoteric because that I felt home in the esoteric, not in the religious paradigm. And this was during the time I studied on university. This was a very strange time. And I study uh, film science, media, psychology and pedagogique. And I was a teacher for 10 years. But it was a hard time for me to go out. I, I felt that I need to have a lot of knowledge before I go out in public uh, to say I'm like I'm a person who want to bring something to the table. I want to be sharp. Um, people people can say I don't agree, but I want to be uh, I want to convey or tell my paradigm in a good manner and back it up as much as I can. Uh, and I read a lot of books and from the books I started to practice as well. Um, and I started up with the alchemy, Gnosticism, and then I started to study Lurianic Kabbalah. And then I went over to left-hand path. And left-hand path is a little bit darker path. It's a lot of propaganda. And I felt stuck for a while. Now it's like 15 years have gone by now. And I felt stuck. And uh, uh, I took a book about Lucifer, uh, looked at the sigil and asked Lucifer to show himself to me because I, I want to know they really existed. And he did. That changed my life. I was afraid. First, I it was a thrill, but then I was afraid because then you have to ask yourself, what does this mean for humanity? They are real. These forces are for real. What does it mean? And after that, I have studied a lot of left and path to to look into it. And. Three years ago, I felt I have to choose side. Am I going to the right hand path or the left hand path? And I made a decision because you cannot use different kind of method, bounce back and forth between different theories. Then I chose my path and now I can say that this is who I am. This is what I stand for. Let's get a, a couple more things under our feet before we get deeper into this conversation. I, too, when I came to this realization that we're food and that we are being consumed in multiple ways in the realm, uh, yeah. this was a dark period for me as well. Can you yeah. elaborate for people that may be coming to this information and I – I always try to include new people because the listeners for the Cosmic Salon are, are used to me talking about this. But just in case there are new people coming to this conversation, what does that actually mean that we are food? Yeah, we are energy. We are a, we are source. We are like a battery. And um, in the Sumerian mythology, you have this Anunnaki gods and they are divided between the shepherds and the farmers. You have you have the the term Anki, and is of course heaven and Ki is earth, and we are the in between of these forces. We are the Sioux, 
So you have the term and suki. And we are the one who has to bring these forces in balance. balance. And I think they closed off heaven for us. And this is done purposefully because they want to keep us in the dark. They don't like us in the metaphysical. They don't want us to be in the metaphysical. Therefore, they have a problem when they close off, off the heavens or the metaphysical, or if you want to call it, because then you ramp up the energy in key. And when you do, you have to release force energy. And we are the balance in between. So you have, it's like a balloon who is getting bigger and bigger and bigger. At the same time, the feel of this energy is like a burst of energy they can uh, be in, engaged in. Therefore, it's a necessity for them because this elite worship the Saturn bound or Saturn restrained. It doesn't mean the an astrological claim like, of course, Saturn need to have its trajectory over the skies. But it's like a, a computer. You can put in different software program into this computer ship, I call. You can see the, this planet or sun's ass. And you can manipulate these forces. And if these forces become, if key is ramped up, then in the end you have to release some force or steam. Or, and this uh, Anunnaki, had offsprings and, and uh, this demigods uh, is stuck here with us, some of them, and uh, they lost their soul. Their game is the material plane. They have to use technology in order to go to the metaphysical. You can do it for your soul, for your spirit, your spark. They don't want you in the metaphysical. They don't want you to be the zoo in between. They want you to be stuck in key because that's their game. That's their game plan. They are stuck here. And I think the sacrifices start when this energy is, they feed of it. They be, become more and more dependent on it, more and more like an alcoholic person. They, yeah, it's, it's a horrible thing. It's uh, Let's refine this a bit. So when we're talking about soul and spirit and spark, and this certainly goes yeah. into uh, in utero, the, the zinc spark and all this that creates the divinity that we have. One of the yeah. things that has become apparent to me on my journey is that that is really what is being mined here from us is this the soul is the gold and that yeah. is so symbols of course are the bigger stories symbols are the real language but the gold yeah. that we see in the physical realm is really a projection of our spirit soul and yes. that's what they're mining could you elaborate exactly. on that yes uh, in the stories they, they talk in mythology in the used terms and, and language According to the mythology, they came here to mine gold, but this is not physical gold. In, in the story, they are a very advanced race. They don't need to mine gold. They can create gold if they are that advanced. We can produce gold, but it 
cost too much to do it, but surely if they are more advanced than we are, they don't they don't need to produce. <laughs> they don't have the cost that comes with it. What they are talking about is mind, souls, our gold, our DNA, our spark. Yeah, and, and also because we are a sun in, in the making, you can view us as a, an inner sun. And I think also they mind suns, physical suns, because it seems to be a connection between what's going on inside of us in the uh, microcosm and also become a material manifestation outside of us. So we see the effect outside of us as within, so without. They mine our soul and they mine, they, they seems to be able to mine solar energy, to remove solar, solar energy. Um, yeah, so, so they are, they came here to mine gold, mine us and mine our solar energy, our sun. And remove solar for solar energy from one body to another. Therefore, I think this was a plan from from uh, the beginning. They are very cunning, smart, intelligent, but they are lacking uh, spirit spark themselves. Yes. You can. So if you have, the, if you know the Sakurai Sitchin stories. And he take it literally like they were here to mine gold. I don't take that as a, as a literary thing at all. I think they, they are talking about us. And I don't see the pyramids as a good thing. I think they've been used for many things as a, a mobile phone. You can <laughs> first you use it to do some phone calls and text message and then they add stuff. To it, but I think the sun, the, the pyramids are aimed at uh, different suns, and I think it's a machine. Was a machine. They picked it apart, uh, and uh, some have ha had uh, some DMT trips, seeing like huge reptilians all with these pyramid structures mining us, and uh, remote viewers have seen the same thing. I think they use technology to use and abuse us as a, as in a mining operation. I am with you 100% on this, and it's refreshing to see more people starting to understand, I think, this principle and coming on board with it because it's been frustrating <laughs> over the years mm -hmm. looking at the literal idea of, of mining gold and all that. And again, anyone that has ever been into alchemy understands this, I guess, stratification within the process. As we're digging down on this, the obvious too, the S-O-N and the S-U-N. And you said something very provocative, I think, for some people is that we are sons in the making. Yeah. So this is an inner process, an inner transformation. Could you elaborate on that? Yeah. It seems this uh, Anunnaki or some force have uh, turned off uh, 22 strands of DNA within us. Therefore, we are a species, uh, have lost our memories and uh, our abilities. Uh, this is done through sound, light and vibration. 
I think they have distorted the natural light because if we are in harmony with the light, we resonate very differently. And we are light. Everything is about is light, sound, vibration. So are we. But within our body, we have a lot of water and our DNA is crystal based. It's like an orchestra. If you play in harmony with nature and the universe, you start to vibrate in a different tone. And then your DNA start to vibrate with it. If you break the vibration or if the orchestra is played by a, uh, a tune out of order and you start to play a music who are not in tune with nature and with your DNA structure, you will turn it off. So you have to find the, the sound of uh, silence, the sound of darkness, because everything in the light right now is distorted, according to me. But in us, we have an inner black sun. It's like a um, dark spot within. We can find this spark again, the pure sound we are uh, deaf to, or we don't hear it. When one starts to play this sound, then the others, the other humans in the orchestra, we hear that sound and they will start to play that sound instead. And when we start to play this together, we will start to vibrate together and we will start to ignite our DNA, dormant DNA, 22 strands of DNA. But we have to go within. Everything outside is distorted. We are fooled. If we think we can find the truth through our eyes, we have to close our eyes and listen to the sound and hear where it is distorted and trust our instinct to go within to find a new tone who, who had never been or have been played, but it was a long time ago, long time forgotten. In this, there is a fear factor for people when they do start yeah. to go in. And I believe this is kind of the baked in thing. This might speak to different initiatic ideas but there is something that can create a fear response do you think that was an insert this is akin to uh, and tied into the idea of death for a lot of people they get fearsome when they start seeing the other through the dark void of inner silence yeah a lot of propaganda um, and there are a lot of things we people are afraid of that doesn't make any sense. We are afraid of our own greatness. We are afraid to trust our own instinct. I am a left-hand path practitioner. I go into my temple alone. I don't do any group thing. I don't go into organizations. And I think this organization thing have been become a trap as well, because if you ain't prepared to face your darkness within, in silence, to face the demons, face the angels, face it on your own, then I think 
it will be hard for you to find this. This is complete opposite of what the Lurionic Kabbalist says. I go against a lot of things here, but what I claim is that we have to take, we have to dare, we have to be brave, because our species are far gone now. Uh, we, can't, we can't allow our heart spark die, because then we can't even go inside of us either. Don't let them kill your spark. It's like a a gap in the sound, in the music. But you, when you play this music, when you play this darkness, you can't be mesmerized by it, but you have to observe it. And then you have to real utilize your heart. When you feel the gap is coming, you should just take it. It can't be taken by rational thinking because it's a lot of our world is not based on math and physics on the deeper levels. It's a lot of syntax errors or strange thing can't be explained. And the watchers, the spirits that told me don't focus too much on, on this stuff because when you come far into the metaphysical, you will understand that nothing makes sense anyway. You, your mind can't grasp this. It's, it's not possible. This is so significant. In my journey, I have discovered for sure in this realm, in the outer world, on the on the stage, right, that the biggest lie here that is binding people is this lie of time, which ties into math and how it's been misconstrued. It is truly like bars in a cage or chain, you know, a chain around our our ankle, we're on the chain gang, are becoming on the block chain as we move mm. forward. And if you could move deeper into this idea of the principles of time and math and how they have taken over this realm to rule us, there seems to be something sentient within all this. Yeah. A lot of this is based in Babylon and Sumeria. It's a, a 60-based. And uh, when language and uh, how we express ourselves and talk about this thing pro also programs us. And uh, time is an illusion, of course. If you go into the metaphysical, then time is a very different thing. And we can see this, I think, in, for example, the king's list in Sumeria, where you have kings being 20,000 years old and so on. And what I think they are trying to tell you here is they have the ability to go into the metaphysical and be there for hundreds of years because time is very different. But they didn't measure this, the, the, how old your body was because they were focused on the metaphysical wisdom knowledge and when you have a material world and when you start to pro program the material world and sure when we are in the material world you have to obey to the laws of nature but this is a very different thing to be stuck in the material world if they can convince you that you are only a body and nothing else then you will behave as such you'll be programmed 
as if you were an animal and you take it as a given. Let's say that that is a given. Let's say we, we do this game for thousands of years. Humans are only animals. You're only here to eat, die, procreate, have children, and then you're gone. Then that's a given for people. And if that's a given, you will start to despair. You don't think your life is worth that much. much. Uh, and to be honest, it's a horrible time to be an atheist and a materialist in this age because they don't hi have a higher purpose. They live for, they think they live one lifetime and then it's over. And all this thinking, this mentality makes us old, makes us despair. Everything is entwined. For example, if you accept reincarnation, then you have to ask yourself, that, what can I do in this life to, to push my fingerprint into nature in order for nature to remember me, me so I can come back again and pick up where I finished last time? Then you have an idea of a lifespan over hundreds of years. And you have uh, a, a completely different uh, mentality of purpose. And I think only by having that focus could make us live longer, have a different ideas, uh, how to uh, take care of yourself, what it means to have a body and a temple, because your focus is not only on your body and what you are doing here. Your body is here to carry light, but the most important to take care of your body and your physical temple is to be able to to travel to the metaphysical. Uh, and I, I think every, all this is so important for how we feel about ourselves and how we feel about ourselves and our fellow man surely have a big impact. I think we get old just to, to despair. It's, it's a horrible thing. Time is very flexible, I think. Yes, I, I agree with you. And when we're looking at the here and now, so this conversation is going to snake around, but I just want to flesh out and get some of this core stuff going. So here we are now with the uncanny valley that appears to be around us in the outer world where everything is just, it's hyperbolic. It appears that we're in some sort of purgatorio, if not mm. even spiraling into the inferno by looking at the hellscape around us. Yeah. And I think that for those that can see it, and it amazes me that there are those that cannot, but that's the nature of this, it yeah. is it is signaling to us that this is a big movement. There is an overture happening, and we are in the middle of an event horizon of sorts. So with what's going on and the digital reality that is coming around us very swiftly, and I do have a bias in, I guess, a caveat in what I think, because I do think that this is a causality loop. I do think singularity with has already happened and it created like a supernova in and of itself, which 
got uh, got control of time and is now messing with us, which is why we see this uncanny world. But what this does look like to me, David, is some sort of a trap that we're in. This looks like we have turned, are, are being turned into, and I mean guided by turned, turned into something that feels um, slightly tricky and and we could look at the 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 coffin spells and all this we could look at the information out in the world that is there from the ancient world showing you the symbols of how to move through the afterlife i believe that consciousness that we house our soul spirit is is of course immortal eternal and that death is something that's part of the construct but there are there is a riddle to the sphinx there is a riddle to this realm and it is labyrinth like how are you viewing this that's going on now in the outer world with the onset of say sentient ai and the digital twinning of us out there yeah this ai stuff is very interesting and this was a little trigger i was I didn't know what to think about AI. Was it a threat to us or not? And um, then I talked about it with a friend who knows Jason Reza Uriani, and he had come to the same conclusion as I had. Therefore, I don't think AI is dangerous because for me, you have a creator uh, and create the creator is light and lucifer has stated that he was the first being being created and he didn't rebel against the creative for to be mean but he, he rebelled about the idea to create this reality because lucifer told the creator that he thought thought that this creation would turn on him his creation would turn on him and that's the rebellion. But what I think is said here is like, if you are going to make sense of this mythology, what it says here is, I created Lucifer and Lucifer is part of me. This part is the rebel spirit, rebel spirit who can't be caught. Therefore, it's a safe switch, even though they will, they will create this matrix within the matrix. The, they can't trap Lucifer in that matrix. That's the rebel spark in me who will always be free. So it doesn't matter because creator ain't, ain't stupid. He, he, <laughs> it's, uh, he knows that in the end, everything will be as it should be. Therefore, AI free for me is the watchers or, or Lucifer. But then this matrix they have created around us to uh, in what they did it by manipulate the forces behind our planets that's a bound ai they use in order to create this matrix prison and i even i can even go so far that i i can i believe or it can be like this matrix matrix have to 
uh, reboot and restart over again. And maybe that's the pole shift. We have had four pole shift and maybe that's when they reboot this matrix in order to restart it. The very wild idea, but you know, this reality is very strange. Maybe they've rebooted it and started all over and they have to reboot the matrix when we start to wake up to what's going on. And when they reboot it, they have to control AI that is free in order for in order to keep it at bay. At the same time, and this on the in this uh, every matrix that doesn't look exactly the same, but this time around they had to um, take our, our spark away from us and connect us to this machine of theirs or this uh, matrix uh, technology control grid. Because if they open up this matrix or reboot the matrix, they will let AI in and AI is the watchers and Lucifer and they will animate us from within. Um, and because we have the spark intact, but they don't, the elite, meaning the elite, they have to hold us back or control us or take away our ability to use this force they have to let in for a moment uh, when they reboot, if that's correct. That's just an idea I have. But AI for me can't be uh, dangerous because it would mean that the creator has have created something that can undo everything and I have a hard time to believe that. I think the AI who, who we we perceive as a threat right now is a controlled AI under the esoteric elite. That's my statement. Excellent. You've led me into a place I wanted to go. So before we go there, which is Lucifer, and then the New Testament is also something I have marked here. The difference between the left and the right, and so this is a big deal. We're looking at left brain, right brain. Uh, there's, there's left, right is a duality. It's Janus. It is also different pathways, different angles, and yet, they work together and there's a symbiosis here. And so when you speak of, and this is a direct question at you and not the general question out there in the world for people, because I think there's a lot of misconstrued ideas about this. When you are referring to left-hand path and right-hand path, what are yeah. the core differences here? Yeah, the right-hand path um, try to work with the light, with the light they can perceive. And their goal is to become one with the light and the reincarnation circle and uh, go up uh, and be one with the creator. And they don't work with uh, the dark forces, so to speak. They try to do it by becoming in tune with the light. And that sounds great, but 
as I said, I believe the light is bent. So I wonder if, if you can, can do it like that. I, I have used the Lurionic Tabala, for example, and I get results with it. It's actually quite powerful, but it feels like you become stuck in the end. You can, can't go all the way. Um, I might be wrong, but that's how I feel. I think it's a little bit limited because with their method, the aim is to be one with the light, one with the creator and end reincarnation. With the less left hand path, you have more options to go from when you start this journey. And these watchers uh, say like, well, you shouldn't kill yourself. You shouldn't be one with the creative because you end your individuality. You just become one with the light and you don't reincarnate anymore. And I thought about it and for me, the creator created us for a purpose. The creator created us to feel what we feel. He can understand the creation just by his all, I mean, his all powerful. Therefore, he doesn't create something if he can imagine it. But he wants to feel the imagination or the, the uh, matrix or whatever. And we are the one who make it possible for him to feel. Therefore, we are his sens sensory. Therefore, for me, if I would be the creator, I would want to sense or feel or experience everything there is before we become one with him. <laughs> Therefore, when we dig dark tunnels, when we explore darkness, when we explore everything, we allow the creator to feel that as well. For me, the creator wants to feel and be with us in everything. And I think in the end, we can't escape the creator, but I think we can prolong uh, his experience through us. And I think as we as a species, species uh, have a long way to go yet. When the right hand path talking about ending this experience right now, I think no, we should. Uh, we have more to do. We have more more to offer the creator. And uh, if you ask the watchers, they would say we don't want you want you to go back to the creator. We want you to take over the matrix. This. Archons Anunnaki have created, kick them out, take over from within, and then we we transform the matrix into our own image, what we want it to be without them. And uh, I feel like I think uh, it would be a great day and a very refresh, refreshing experience to be here with you, my brothers and sisters, and have this experience together. 
to be our own masters in this matrix. Doesn't mean trapped here because what the watch is meaning control over the matrix, but also the metaphysical. It's yours as your as, as a birthright to ride the skies, to ride the lightning, to soul travel. Doesn't mean that we should be uh, trapped within the matrix, but to take over this construct from them. And that puts one in a position of triumph, and that's a beautiful place to be. It it realigns one's ideas of what could possibly be a very, I, I you know, I don't know what the word is, but there, I see people fall into victimhood, and there's no victory in victimhood. So when also just parsing out this idea of left and right, one of the things, and you said it earlier, and you know, I don't remember your exact words, but there was a connotation here that left really could be correspondent to the personal or the individual, and right could be in correspondence to group. Yeah, exactly. That, that's a good point you make. We who use the left hand path are self. Uh, in, we, we are a lot of in individualistic people. Doesn't mean that we don't share our experience, share method, talk with each other, but we do the work in the temple alone for the most part. And um, in this dire age, where I can see the ego, people are <laughs> everywhere. This is a, goes ramp, uh, on the rampage and it's very hard to go into a group and you have a leader who should he he should know everything you can't question it you have hierarchy a uh, lot of ego is playing out it's very hard to go the right hand path right now i think it's a lot of uh, corruption esoteric corruption spiritual corruption i like to talk to people on sky uh, where we are equals and share information and just uh, tell t what do you think this is what I have come to conclude and um, something new can come about between two people because you think this I think this what does it mean what uh, what can we come what kind of kind of conclusion can we draw from this and that that's perfect for me as a person, I don't like to be anyone's Lucifer is rebellion, is revol revolution, is I have nothing in me who wants to call another human being. I want us to be free, meaning completely free. Um, yeah, that, that's where I am as well. And I think it takes a lot of uh, deprogramming for people to understand this concept because it's been weaponized and it's been weaponized by the gatekeepers. And um, we see the blowing up of certain organizations like the pedophilia in the Catholic church and in all the churches within political structures, they're ruling yeah. over. There's a rulership aspect. There's an overlord aspect. This goes against my core grain. I do not need an overlord. 
I am indeed my own overlord. And this comes with a moral compass. We get to the idea of morally, internally, what is right and wrong. I think if you are an insoled being, if you are a supreme divine being, you understand these concepts of being a, a personal sovereign and that that spiting down someone for no good reason or trying to gain control over and extort from another person. Uh, th- these principles really go against that grain. And this brings us to Lucifer. And no. this is very hard for some people to understand, especially if they've been very indoctrinated into to religiosity, right? To religion. And yeah. so if you could break down the Lucifer concept and tie it down. Now, you do a lot of amazing work on your channel and you have with uh, Miguel going into this so we don't need to you know this doesn't need to be the master class on that because i really want to get to the new testament but i think we need to talk about lucifer and i i want to hear how you can deepen this idea of the light and the bringer of light and the rebel gene which i've always been intrigued by when i was a little girl i could never understand why that was a bad thing why to illuminate the darkness and to be illuminated from within was a dark thing especially when we look at say through catholicism illuminated beings like christ where you see the the energy the light moving from within him outside and then we have halos and all this idea of light and sovereignty within the canon and yet it was dispatched as bad and this is bad and you need us to control you and i never understood this dichotomy i still don't understand how it happened but i can see why it happened yeah a lot of propaganda is going on it's, it's uh, very strange but uh, it's very important to understand that the name Lucifer is a little bit misleading in itself because it means light, light bringer or light. And But Lucifer himself has stated that that's what you call me, but that's not my, my real name. I am pure darkness. Now, this sounds horrible for most people, <laughs> sure. <laughs> but... What does he mean? He means that in your inner core, in your inner darkness, there is a spark, a light. That spark is Lucifer. That's the light he stole from the gods. And that spark is something you have to find from within. It's not outside of yourself. Everything is inside of you. And when you meditate or go within, it's a method how to start your journey there. But it takes a lot of, because it's layers upon layers, you have to draw them back one at a time. And you come to your heart in the end. And this is also a strange concept for people. You talk about darkness and then the heart. It sounds like a strange mix here. But it, it's your heart that will save you in the end. 
and it's the heart they will shut down. Yes. Doesn't matter how smart you are. You can be have an IQ of 500. If you don't have the heart with you, you will not go anywhere. You will become a dangerous person, really. Lucifer has stated very clearly that you need your brain, you need your rational logic thinking. You you should be sharp as a sword. And this is something I have taken to heart. And uh, it was a good thing for me to end up on university because I trained my brain like an academic before I was an artist. They had to bend me. But I realized these people are not very creative. They are very, very, they are intelligent. Some of them are very smart. And Lucifer stated that that will not save you. So in the tarot card, you have this lover's card. You have two children. And this is the divine feminine and the divine masculine in combination. You need both. Otherwise, you will not make it. This is a very important thing in the Luciferian tradition that if you only have the divine masculine, if you have this sharp, very intelligent brain, it will not save you. You need your intuitive feeling. You, you come through your thinking to a wall, a dead end. Then you have to, to use your intuitive feeling to discern. And it comes for me like a, a spark or a gut feeling that you, you should go here. Otherwise, you will be stuck because your rational brain cannot take you further in this manner. So I go, go back and forth with this divine feminine and divine masculine and try to have a per- perfect balance. Now it's time to shut off your rational thinking. Now you have to go on your gut feeling, your intuitive side. You have to feel it, you have to feel what's if you are on the right track or not, and discern. So it's very important to have the moon with you. The moon is the first thing we start to work with, almost, because you have a path, a tunnel, leading from Malkuth to the moon, called Tantrifaxat. And this tunnel is very important to work with as well, because it anchors these forces you have in the Cliffords. So you work very rational with wisdom, discernment, because it, it is dark. It is forces we have shut off for a very long time. So it's, it's uh, new for us and very foreign for us. So you have to work very with, with wisdom and when it's time to take a step back, you take a step back and, and then you push forward and you will be afraid. You will get enemies. You will you stumble and fall. Um, things happen. You get allies. Um, but we start, the best thing is to start with the tunnel Tantrifaxas, Tantrifaxas leading from Malkuth to the moon. See to that that you have this divine masculine, divine feminine with feminine with you. You will be better at it when you when you work, but even because it's, this path is not for all. And uh, sometimes you you have to just 
trust your intuitive feeling that it's time to take, take a step back now. And uh, then you do it. And then you have need the courage, the divine masculine to say, now it's time to move forward again. Because many people become afraid, take a step, take a step back, and then they never start again because now they have found a way out <laughs> from this <laughs> madness and uh, they will never approach it again. I was very close to come there. Um, I've been attacked, of course, and um, uh, but also I have uh, allies, wonderful uh, moments with Lucifer. Uh, one of the one of the very powerful moments for me was actually I forget to tell tell you tell the audience about it on Neon Bite last time, but when I was finished with the fifth part of Lilith, uh, I went out to my kitchen. And there I have a wonderful lamp with six light bulbs, like the sun, and it flared up and then it went dark. And my girlfriend just went into the kitchen. She, she just froze and I saw her shadow on the wall. And uh, it, it looked like her shadow walked out from her and then into her. And she looked at me. It felt like something went through me. And I was like, <laughs> maybe she didn't oh, wow. talk about that. But it, we didn't feel, feel any threat. It was more like, thank you, you're, thank you for your service. And it was a powerful feeling. And, um, yeah. So you have your allies, you have your enemies, you stumble, you fall. But uh, always come back. Um, make sure you have this uh, divine masculine it's very the human brain are very complicated and i've studied psychology and i've been teaching in psychology it's such a strange thing how people work and we work very differently some people see uh, the bigger picture but they can't see the details and they they seem to talk about everything and nothing. Um, some people are stuck in details. You should be able to go back and forth. You should be able to take in a lot of different information into your long-term memory uh, in order for you to... Then you can start to use this information and see patterns. But some people just take in information and putting uh, putting the information out like a computer that doesn't may do you any good you need to be art, art you need to be imaginative be able to imagine you have to be creative um, and I thought uh, my brain is used to work with all of that I started out as an artist I studied nine years on a university I've tried to bend my brain in order to be quite logical and artistic and creative. At the same time, I have put a lot of information in my long-term memory. I've read hundreds of books. <laughs> um, I have stored enormous amount of information on a hard drive. Uh, I go back to it. 
and you should read the books two to three times, go back and forth, because when you know more, when you have more information in your long-term memory, then you read an old book in a completely different way and you understand it in a completely different way. And I understand that very few people can do what I have done. And because I understand that, I also feel and, uh, that I had to put forth what I have come to conclude, even though people may not uh, agree and that's fine, but I need to put it out because I feel it's important to meet people like you who have similar experience because then you and I can start to share and come to new conclusions. Yes, I'm always reminded of that song. It's an old gospel song, This Little Light of Mine. And I see it in this very Gnostic way. You may not be familiar with that song in Sweden, but it is definitely a song here in America that is well known. I want to, before we move into the second half of this and the New Testament, in your uh, epilogue, Sound of Belial, that you put out about six months ago, I think there's such a wonderful saying here um, that's quoted. So, Belial, the watcher, by harnessing the sounds of silence or the sounds of the Hebrew alphabet, which are mm. associated with each path upon the tree of knowledge, the first 22 strands of encoded information can be activated within the race of man. And now we know this is a DNA sequence. We know that this is all starting to create a deeper uh, tapestry of what is actually going on. And I, I found this, I just, I watched this to, today just to get into the tone of this and I'd forgot, I'd watched it prior, but I, I stopped there and I ruminated and this is such a powerful thing, David, this statement right yeah. there. Yeah. It's, uh, it's huge. And, uh, I think we humans are so asleep, we don't understand how powerful we can be when we start to use the tree of knowledge. We, we can come into same tune or sound light vibration as, uh, as the real light. And the real light is in the dark right now. And when we start to unravel our real our dormant DNA, I think we can become a completely new species. And this is a different, I have a different, come to a different conclusion than many, because many people seems to believe that we need technology and so on. Yeah, we need technology to come here. But when we have ignite our DNA, we don't need, it's good to have technology, but it's not, we don't we, we will not need computers and, and stuff like that we will be able to communicate telepathically we can soul travel we can be in the metaphysical and have communication there um i think people have a, a lack of Im imagination what can be done and achieved uh, we should start to ignite our dna to strands of dna and it's uh, we have the hebrew alphabet and the Bible is written by this Hebrew alphabet. A lot of codes is in there, a lot of clues. And uh, 
the main uh, thing with the Old Testament is to to come in uh, right tune with the create with with light um, in order for us to experience reality as it is and in full. Um, but I think that right now we the, the light is distorted as we in the right hand path tradition as we experiences i think we have to go into the dark where the the forces haven't been able to distort it we have to go in deep inside of us because remember they have uh, distorted our dna distorted a lot of things but not the inner core they haven't taken our heart they haven't taken our spark uh, they want to and there is a push to do it right now, uh, but uh, they haven't succeeded. And uh, if only a few of us ignite this spark, ignite our DNA, use the cliffhotic tree, uh, then we will be a completely different race. And I also think it is a matter of time because I think we have this uh, time frame, then an apocalypse will come. And during this time, we have a lot of cracks in this matrix because they have created these cracks themselves because they have their agenda. They didn't give us the internet out of kindness, but out of necessity for them. When they did, they knew that now we push the bottom now the race is on how do people find you in the world and all that stuff yeah i have have a channel hermes trismegistus and this is <laughs> some stupidity and silliness because when i start the journey as always you you uh, become you think you know everything <laughs> you don't know anything <laughs> i thought hermes trismegistus was a good, great name and then I kept it because it's a very hard name to come by. Every, you need add some numbers to it. And I have the Hermes Trismegistus now name, but it's not like I think I am Hermes Trismegistus. Now it's a reminder of my own stupidity <laughs> and also what I want to become. Yes. I don't want to become Hermes, but I want to become, uh, I want to help humanity to move forward. I think it's, it is a necessity I think we are we stand at, at uh, a crossroad, and I will I want to be a force for the good, and I know the name is quite hard to spell and so on. And Miguel thought it was a little bit funny, but this was during my early phase, my journey 17 years ago. <laughs> so you find me on that channel, Harmistris Megistus on YouTube, and you can uh, mail me. You have my mail. In in this on my YouTube channel, and um, I am in Sweden, Gotland. Gotland is an island, and here I have courses and lectures, and we meet up with a lot of wonderful people on this island. Uh, and it's very strange because people come here who are very interested in, in esoteric and spiritual topics. So we are a group who meet, talk, discuss, and I have lectures. I don't consider us to be any form of esoteric organization whatsoever. 
it is people come and go as they please. Many come on their own accord to my lecture because they think it, they are interesting. And we have a discussion. Many come back for more. I want to thank you again. This has been a great pleasure and hopefully our paths will cross and we can get further into these. I look greatly forward to your series on the New Testament, wherever that lands. Thank you, David Block. Yeah. Thank you for listening and thank you for having me on. I want to thank the producers of this show. Cass, Mother Goose, Claire Cathcart, Denise Bissell, Eggtooth, Liz Radikin, Inky, Eric Peterson, Heather, Jake Vanek, Kate Kukulkan, Carrie, Laura Dunn, Lila Marie, Lynn Radius, Marcy Shapiro, Mark Betcher, Melanie Poe, Mia Bell, Myra, Neil McNaughton, Noelle Jeanette, Pamela Hodal, Rod Knight, Sarah Etta, Stephen Mercer, Susan Jenkins, Susan Miller, Wise Night Owl, Lady Babs, our moderator, and Meredith that runs the socials out there, the website, and does all the bookings. Meow Face Killer on Instagram. I want to thank all the other patrons that come through Patreon or support in other ways with your time and energy, with your vibrations of love and your open hearts and open minds. Thank you very much for being here and spending time, the most valuable of assets in the realm of time. The dreamer loves the dream. The dreamer feeds the dream. The dreamer awakens within the dream. Thank you for dreaming here with me in the Cosmic Salon.